Let's get ready to rumble! Oh, Holly, what are you bringing to the table today? Uh, true Lies on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, cool. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, right? Because I feel like we're wasting some stuff, so I'm just going to kick off. I'm just going to kick off. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that goes to the cinema every week, sees hopefully about three things, if there's actually anything in the cinema to see. See, stays at home, sees around about three things, rates everything out of five, and then sees where our money has been better spent this week. My name is Tosin and I am your host, somewhere in the United Kingdom, near Birmingham, in a small town called Bromsgrove. And joining me as always on um, the, from the Isle of Wight is Sean Harris. Hello there. And our London correspondent, Holly Nestling. Hello. Yeah, so Holly, you've had a couple of weeks off in which you have just been taking, you've been taking a couple of weeks off to send us pictures from various beachside properties <laughs> in Europe at sunset saying, oh, I'm so sorry I can't be with you recording the podcast. I wouldn't, I, I, I so wouldn't rather be here. I'd rather be with you guys sat in front of my computer talking on Zoom. <laughs> always, always. <clears throat> All right, cool. So anyway, welcome back. Welcome back. We are not jealous, not one bit. So <laughs> we, we just had a conversation where we tried to figure out the various geogra geographical stuff to do with lakes in, in Europe and all that kind of stuff and heard about Sean's honeymoons. Yes, this is like, you know, there's all these there's all these sort of like, you know, mysteries about Sean. Like, Sean's this about, it's like, ooh, how many how many honeymoons has he had? Were they all to the same person? Um, <laughs> it's like, ooh, how did he get that gash on his head in Thailand? Ooh, what happened to his finger? So, <laughs> there's Someday all... we will get answers to these questions. Someday. Someday. I'll tell you what, right? I'm thinking about doing some podcast advertising to get a, get our numbers up and get the people who listen to us up and get get us some recognition. And if we do that, that's going to become like you know a big, massive thing. We're gonna we're gonna end up with you know giving a prize to anybody who can figure out all of the Sean Harris mysteries. Well, it's funny you should say that because I was thinking I might have to write write my memoirs. I feel like there's a lot. I might, I might write my memoirs actually, because I was thinking back to all the adventures I've been on and thinking how incredibly lucky I've been and, to still be alive. And, yes, yes, to still be alive after all the adventures I've been on. Funny enough, did that. I've, I've started a. I've, I just did a YouTube channel so I could put up some of the. the oh yeah, from, I, from from like traveling and that. Not much. I didn't want to. I'm not like thinking of monetizing it or anything. Yeah. But, um, yeah, one of one of them. I did this one, which was a shave in a village, and it's had like I don't know how because all of them have had nothing, and it's only been probably me watching them ten times that yeah. has had the views up. But the ones that got over a hundred views. Well, it, it it happens like that every now and then. You just you hit on something that just has that catches the public imagination, like a persuasion review, which. <laughs> <laughs> Which all of a sudden, uh, you, there's something in the ether at that point in time that means that everybody's into it. And and but, I mean, how would how would that happen, Toast? Because it's not like I've got like loads of subscribers or anything like that. So oh, it must the, have to... the, okay, okay. For anybody who's listening to this thing, this could get very very boring. As Toast as Toast oh, explains, sorry, yeah, you, let's go back. You, you, let's go back. You algorithms, but essentially it will be things like it will be things like um, what you called it. It'll be things like right. what you called it. It'll be things like the area in which you filmed it. And, it. and there's even times when it can come to, let's say there's something in the background that's recognizable that a lot of people are into. YouTube might recognize that, oh, this thing was actually filmed in blah, 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 Thailand. 
and maybe there's people who are looking for videos of where to go on holiday in Thailand, and then your video will pop up beside it, and then they'll be like, "Oh, what is this weird guy getting a shave?" And the yeah, so it's it's a whole bunch of different things. But 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 Sean, you've got to let us. Anyway, know. let's get back. No, what is the YouTube channel called? What is okay? So we have our it's YouTube channel. Just my channel. name. It's just Jason. my name. So it's just Sean Harris. Yeah, just Sean Harris. Yeah. Sean Harris, and that's Sean spelled Shaun. Shaun, yeah, with <laughs> yeah. the double S. Yeah, Shaun and Harris, Harris. With double S. Harris with the double yeah. S, as opposed to seen. So it's like yeah, Shaun Harris. <laughs> okay, cool. But anyway, let's let's talk about films. Let's talk about what we've been watching. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, let's let's talk about films. So what have we seen in the cinema this week? Okay, sure. for me, uh, I've seen Asteroid City. Ooh, and, Anderson. And um, the Dial of Destiny, the Indiana Jones and the. Indiana Jones Destiny. and the Dial of Destiny. Dial of Destiny, indeed. Yeah, I remember the first time I actually heard that title, and I thought, you know, that might not be the best title. But <laughs> it's like, it's like if you're gonna go by like you know titles of Indiana Jones movies, it's probably not the best. But it is better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But uh, uh, this is just plain, plain talking about titles. All right, so you've seen that, and you've seen Asteroid City. I have seen Jennifer Lawrence in No Hard Feelings. Oh, cool. So, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. So uh, in addition to, as I said, I've just rushed out of a screening of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny and rushed right here, turned on Zoom to come and talk to you guys about it. I've just seen it with my two-year-old daughter in the cinema. She did me proud and she didn't have too many people looking at us going, bring a toddler into an Indiana Jones movie. She's making loads of noise. She didn't make that much noise. Although I did have to watch quite a bit of the film from the entry alleyway into the thing just so that there was something to like you know shield everybody else from her asking me for more biscuits yeah. <laughs> but okay so okay and, and at home what have we seen at home uh, holly um true lies <laughs> holly holly has been regaling us with tales of her not even tales just her experience of watching true lies this is not the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie because I know there's a lot of stuff about Arnie at the moment where he has a TV, he has a show on Netflix called Fubar and there's a there's an Arnold there's an Arnie documentary on Netflix just called Arnold which is about his life and everything like that so there's a lot of stuff about him but yeah true like this is on Disney Plus they decided that it would be a good idea to make a TV series based on the same concept as True Lies that and that's about it <laughs> that's they just and. I've heard things and Holly has just been like, oh my God. So we're going to have a little bit of a different review that we do. Anything else at home that we've seen? Well, for me, I've spent for some reason, it's like I've, 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 I've been on YouTube rather a lot and yep. I've been watching quite a lot of, lot of, uh, cause I'm, I'm going to go off to Vietnam in, uh, in um, October. So Ooh. I've decided so. I feel a new Sean at... Harris mystery brewing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, and I've I've watched a couple. I've been watching um, because you can get on YouTube with you can get um, uh, old like movies, films, old movies. Yeah, and there was one that I saw, and it's a a pre certificate VHS cut of a film called. But I've already seen it, so our criteria I don't think allows. No, it. no, no. I think I think I think that's good. I think I think it's it's a it's old enough. It's old enough, and I've never heard about it. So I, I, I'm going to allow it, Sean, as as the commissioner, as the podcast commissioner. I'm going to allow it. Okay. So so what is this called? It's called How Sleep the Brave. How Sleep the um, Brave. Yeah, and I think they changed. It's got a couple of titles. Another one was called I think in America it was called Combat Zone. So. Okay. 
How Sleep the Brave. All right, cool. And I've seen a film starring Karen Gillan called Duel. Duel. So, and I think that they've done it's it's Duel. It's spelled D U A L. But when you pronounce it, it sounds, it sounds like D-U-E-L. And when I explain the synopsis of the film, I feel like they have done that in, on purpose because of the way... I, I feel like they've done it on purpose. So it's like, you know, dual has a dual meaning. But never mind. <laughs> but, but okay, cool. let's kick off. Let's kick off with Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And just before we started recording, I said, okay, we need to stop talking because I felt like we were wasting some stuff. That was good. Good, good to talk about, which we probably would just have had to re- repeat anyway. And it was about Indiana Jones. And it was about Sean. You kicked off by saying, talking about your relationship to the Indiana Jones movies as they yeah. exist before this one was yeah. released. So go ahead, tell us about it. Okay. Well, what? So, so the whole story about yeah, I, I, I did see the first Indiana Jones movie when it, yep. when it came out, um, and I wasn't wasn't too impressed. I mean, the thing is. What you got to think of is that age, and I've often had this conversation. There's films like, and they're sacrosanct films. There's films like your Ghostbusters, your Back yes. to the Future, yeah. yes, all those sort of things. I think I looked at because I was of an age. I looked at those as children's films, if you know okay, what, got if you you. Got what you. I'm saying. So rather than what I'd been used to in the 1970s, you know, with yeah. all, you're like, ready. there's anyway. no, there's no Jack Nicholson. It's not indie enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't good. So, um, <laughs> So, so yeah, so I wasn't too invested. So, uh, but you, you wanted me to talk about the latest film? Or no, 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 no. This is still just talking about Indiana Jones because okay. I feel, I feel like the way you, the way you come to this film, I think your previous relationship with Indiana Jones informs a lot about the way you come to this film. Yeah, possibly, possibly. But I mean, maybe, maybe I need to revisit some of them, perhaps. Which, which, when we come to the main conversation, I'll explain why. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I was wasn't really heavily invested. I remember I remember the first one, and I remember the Ark of the Covenant with all the the ghosty things coming yeah, out. Yeah, 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 and, and the melty faces. Yeah, but I'm blowed if I can remember any of the others. <laughs> I, don't think I, I don't think I've even seen them. Oh, I think there's probably one with Sean Connery as his dad. Or something. That's that's the Last Crusade. I, that's the I that's the third remember. one. The third I one. Can't yeah. Remember. I, for the life of me, I can't remember what happened. Okay. I think oh, there was right. some sort of car chasing. Yeah. Okay, okay, and, and now and now we go over to Holly and Holly. So you we talk about your relationship to Indiana Jones. So you just tried to do a rewatch of Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark. But yeah. before you be, no, before you did the rewatch of Raiders of the Lost Ark, what was your relationship with Indiana Jones like? Um positive memories, but also mindful that I hadn't watched any of them in an indeterminate time period. Yes. Yes. So it had been some time yes. and uh, and the more i think about it the more i think it may have been 20 years yep so it was interesting revisiting because yeah it was a, a sort of positive feel goody feel and i wanted to get my head in the right place because whilst i haven't seen it yet i'm planning on seeing it so i thought you know that's yep. fresh in memories okay and i found it almost unwatchable <laughs> i actually stopped watching part way through and as you know, I will watch literally anything repeatedly. Yes. I found it stilted, very sexist. I mean, very, very, very sexist. Like, eye-wateringly so. It's like, how did anybody make this? Really quite racist. I think this, this is one of those, it was of its time. It was of its time. Yes. Because, because obviously, obviously with me being black, there is the, there's the thing of watching Indiana Jones movies. And when you, 
uh, I'm gonna try and not get too much into the weeds here, but like, there's the kind of thing like when you watch when you're watching it, and there's a story I'll tell. I've already told you guys about it. That what happened in the film today when I was there with my daughter. That sort of like brings this point in. But when I think about the three Indiana Jones movies, I can't think of a black character. I can't think of a black character, and it was very much the fact that they were made in the beginning of the '80s, the regular beginning of the '80s, and the films are set in like the '30s and the '40s. Only just sort of like you know, uh, because there's the there's the really really famous scene in Indiana Jones where you know you have that they're supposed to be I think somewhere in North Africa, and then he's supposed to walk up and then this this guy shows up and has like this uh, this scimitar and he's like yeah and does like all this sort of like thing where he's uh, playing around with the knife and uh, and then just just gains out the gun and shoots him and you're like and it's it's kind of like uh, uh, that's one of those things that sticks in my head is like well the way they treat all the characters that are not white is kind of like their scenery their background <laughs> they they are there to enable the, the they and their countries are there to enable the swashbuckling adventures of the good old white man and and there is that element in them having said that i'm i do still enjoy the Indiana jones movies but a bit like what you were saying sean it's kind of like you know they're, they're supposed to be sacrosanct and everybody say once you talk about films they're like oh Indiana Jones Indiana Jones yeah you must have Indiana Jones the first one I ever saw was Temple of Doom because that was on TV like every yeah. Easter in Nigeria so Temple of right. Doom was always on and I actually thought that was the original before I actually started realizing that there was this whole timey-wimey thing of which one was released when and all that kind of stuff and I, and I didn't and, uh, and becoming a film buff people would make all these references to oh the boulder coming down and I was like uh yeah because I, I hadn't seen that one and Till today, I'm still not sure I have seen any of the Indiana Jones movies from beginning to end in one sitting. But all the stuff that happens in it is so much part of the public consciousness that I feel like I have. <laughs> but, a bit like with the, but a bit like with the Bond movies, which have a, a very much a lot of the same problems that you were, you were mentioning, Holly. And I think I, I think that they well, it's obvious that Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, I think that they're... they're there's there's a shared DNA with Bond movies. Let me put it that way. There's a shared DNA with Bond movies, and a bit like with them, where you say, okay, what was the, what was the plot of that one? What was the plot of You Only Live Twice? Bond stops the bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> there are attractive women. Yeah, it's like what was the plot of Temple of Doom? Indiana Jones gets the archaeological thingamajigger that does something magical. Yep, and there yep. were attractive women. Yeah, yeah, and there was a different attractive woman in each film. Yes, <laughs> there was. So, yeah, it there's that. They weren't great with non-white characters. Again, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so, so, okay, so this is all a long-winded way to say this is the baggage that we are all bringing to Indiana Jones on the Dial of Destiny. <laughs> also, no, not to mention the fact that the, the the fourth movie was rubbish. But oh god, <laughs> the, the, oh. the fourth movie was actually just objectively bad. So, um, but um, Ali, uh, the second half led the film down the road. But anyway, so Sh- Sean, tell us about Indiana Jones on the Dial of Destiny. What is this? What is happening this time round? Okay, so what is happening this time round? Well, basically, this is uh, uh, it starts off. To me, this is a film in three parts. So, oh, yeah. uh, I say at the end, yeah, I think it's um, so. It starts off the 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 first part is um, a train chase, and it's flashing back to like the yes. Nazis. Yeah, to the so, Nazis, like so, like nineteen forty-five. Yeah, and um, it's on this train, and there's the uh, and it just sees what happens, and then in the, it comes to, up to modern day. And you see, in I mean, they CGI'd the face. For, yeah, for yeah, they they they, 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 and they did a good job. To be fair, no, no, they, they did, a, they did a really because this is the thing. It's actually an extended, like, 
it's an extended um action sequence that's set with a younger indiana jones and i wasn't i was expecting that they would do it and they would do like you know a like you know a five minute thing and then oh we're done and when we go up to like you know harrison ford what he looks like now but it was actually long like at that, at that point my daughter i watched the film with my two-year-old daughter and she has to use the loo i took her to the loo came back and the scene was still going and i was like oh this is actually like a massive chunk that they've done with a de-aged in Harrison Ford. And you're right, it was a very good de-aged Harrison Ford. It was really, really good, really. Yeah. Uh, it's probably the best one I've seen, I think. Of, uh, you know, um, so they're obviously getting better and better. because They're getting was, much better, yeah. I was I was really, really impressed with, with this scene. And although some, some like, amazing, you know, good timings, like when he's... he's getting hacked and he manages to roll out the way and all that yeah yeah I let, yeah, yeah, yeah i let all that go so i didn't i wasn't on my thing i thought okay this is indiana jones he's got a bit of a charm life's got a bit of a yep. bit of a you know better luck with him and that and he can duck under a duck under things at the right time and miss 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 do you know yep, what i mean yep yep i know exactly what you mean and, and so, so that was okay and and i really 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 enjoyed the first part of that so yep. the, the, the train chase was 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 class i, I, I thought that was was excellent and then it got a little come up to modern day, and um, it got like you, you were finding he he was disillusioned. He, he obviously has lost his son in the war, I think. So he was he's very bitter, very cranky character, and all that. And um, and then his goddaughter, Toby Jones's daughter, I'm not sure the name is. She turns up. And she yeah, yeah, says, Phoebe Waller Bridge, plain Helena Shaw. Yeah, and so she brings all this stuff what her father's done, and and then it goes on to to. Uh, they think, oh, we've got to find this. It's, it's like a time machine, basically. It's a, it's, yeah, yeah you know, that, that, that's the thing about jigging this. That's a dial of, dial of destiny. Because that's I think, a dial of destiny, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think with the, the you know, Jones film, I don't think it's that much of a spoiler to say what the thing thingamajigger is and what it does. So, no, no. <laughs> so it's Because there yeah. is a thing thingamajigger, isn't there? And yeah, I've noticed there's, there's a, there seems to be a, 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 a bit of a throat running forward that, that, that this particular thing seems to be swap around a lot like get snatched and snatched back yeah and, yeah yeah and then snatched back again and then snatched yeah, back and then it disappears uh, and i thought that was very similar from from the train bit and i, I seem to remember that there was a similar scene probably in the, in the original but it seems it seems to be that this these this thing goes all over the place different people get it at different times it goes on the floor and someone yeah, else i, I it. think i think that that's an it's that's an indiana jones thing it's an, like even when we think about raiders there's a whole bit about who has the arc at what point and everything like that and when it ends up and I, and I think I think that 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 is an Indiana Jones thing. So yeah, so yeah, but I, I just wanted to say you were you're mentioning about the fact that and this film, you know how um, there's been this recent trend that when you have a big franchise and they do maybe they do a version of that or us or uh, they do a an installment of the franchise that is not maybe as loved as maybe they wanted it to be. In the next one, they kind of like go, oh, that never happened. I'm looking at you, Star Wars. Yeah. I'm looking at you, J.J. Abrams. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and and so, uh, and there's bits in this where they almost kind of, there's bits where they, they just have these sort of things that you hear that are like on TV and the TV in the background and say, oh, no, 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 no. And you hear it in the background about Indiana Jones's history and what's happening between this film, the, the last one, this film. That you're kind of, that's almost kind of like ignoring the fact that the last film happened. But but at the same time acknowledging it, it's kind of like it's kind of like doing both at the same time. But I, I thought I thought it was quite funny, like because obviously you might be watching this thing going oh West Isle above. But, but the way they the way they went about it, I was like okay 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 that could work. So yeah, carry on. You were saying two uh, filming three bits. Yeah. So so the middle bit. So you've got this bit where they're they're hunting and and that like the the villain from the train 
turns up and stuff. I yeah. found that a bit dull. Found that yep. a bit dull after the the first bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then you go into the realms of unbelievability. I'm afraid you go into total, total. Like, and I mean, I was being really forgiven toast. I swear to you, I was like, okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. The first bit, I'm gonna let that go. So it's Indiana Jones, and then the most ridiculous. And I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous. In fact, it's Fast and Furious Five ridiculous, in my opinion. <laughs> so the last wow. last bit of the film really 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 i mean is and, this is this the bit in morocco yeah uh and it's like well yeah yeah syracuse sort of thing um, oh no oh, but, oh, oh oh that bit of the film that okay the fight the, the last act of the film the yeah last yeah, act yeah of the, the last, yes, yeah, last yeah. act of the film so i'm saying that that was i mean and i would have let some of it go but i wasn't gonna let that Anyway, yeah. Anyway, let's. let's, let's <laughs> I know, let's, I know, let's, I know. Okay, I'm just okay. Gonna say, I, I, I'm just going to say. I think that that would be a spoiler. I'm going to yeah. say one thing. All right. Uh, I need to talk about this off camera. I'm just going to say plain. All right. I'm just going to say. Yeah, plain. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, and you know, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so so that was that was absolutely that was absolutely ridiculous, and I couldn't give that any forgiveness whatsoever because well, that was really really lazy, horrible script writing. Well, okay, now, th this is the thing, right, that, uh, uh, because I know what you're talking about, and I'm, I'm going to, and I think, <laughs> I think you, you mentioned it, you mentioned it, that you said, like, you have to go back and look at the other Indiana Jones things and see if there's, like, you know, references or anything like that to what an Indiana Jones film is, and I'm thinking, right, because I'm thinking about how the Indiana Jones films end, and I feel like there's always this element of, it's supposed to be about archaeology, and it's supposed to be about history, but there's always this element of something fantastical. So in all of them, Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's not just we're finding the Ark of the Covenant, it's we're finding the Ark of the Covenant and it's a little bit magic. In Temple of Doom, it's not just, oh, we're going to this place and it's uh, we're going to find this temple in the middle of South America. We're going to find this temple in the middle of South America and it's a little bit magic. In the Last Crusade, yeah. it's like, we're going to find, like, you know, we're going to find the Holy Grail. We're going to find the Holy Grail. No, we're, just, we're actually going to find the artifact, but it's also a little bit magic. And so so there's that, there's that, and I remember when I saw Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay, okay. sorry, carry on, carry on, Sean. No, I was just going to say, yes, okay, I agree that, and there is a fantastical thing. But there has to be something that, I mean, I'm just going to say, I don't see how a plane can have its propeller yeah, 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 up against yeah, yeah. the building, and then, uh, you know, how the hell, you know, oh, and there's fantastical and fantastical stuff. So what's that? That's like, nah. <laughs> That's like, nah, 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 nah. Wait, How wait, fantastic. Wait. Okay, you can do all that. You can do, I understand that with the films, all this happens. But there's got to be a, this is what I say in films. People say to me, it's a fantasy film, Sean. Why do you get on your high horse so much? Why are you so silly? I said, well, I don't mind it being a fantasy film and I can forgive it. But when there's stupid things that happen. The, the, there has to, there has to be an internal logic. There has to be yeah. an internal logic is what you're saying. Yeah, and, and get I. On get on Indy. What? How are you going to You know, <laughs> just get out of here. And yeah, well. It, there's no explanation or you don't you know don't see how certain things are done how did how did they get out of that oh i don't know they just man magically <laughs> just go into another scene okay okay no the, actually no that bit that bit i thought was how they got out of that i thought was well explained and this is going to be great for anybody who hasn't seen the film yet really? but but it is i think i think how they got out of that i i thought was well explained i had a little bit of a quibble as to where did they find a runway I had a little bit of a... That's exactly right, that's exactly right. And if you look at that scene, if you look at that scene, the plane is up against the building! Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 yeah, yeah, there, there is... It's going to take you, I, 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 you 500 I, I, years to do that, and uh, by that I, I, time, 
Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, sure, 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 sure. Okay, yeah, okay, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had a little bit of a quibble about that. I had a little bit of a quibble about that myself. But, um, but I, I, and I think it's a difficult thing because you have to figure out, like, with Indiana Jones movies, there's a balance that needs to be hit. There's a balance that needs to be hit where it's fantastical and it's fun and it's out there and it's crazy, but it does it doesn't go so much that it it that it it takes you out of it. It, and and and, as, and I was actually thinking about I was trying to think about this film. If it was if I was looking at this film on its own as its as its own thing or anything like that, I might dip into giving this film a four. But when I think about an Indiana Jones film, because it's an Indiana Jones film and it has that baggage with it, I think it actually does a very good job. For the most part, it does a very good job of keeping this thing grounded and keeping this thing about the archaeology and keeping it about the relationship. I think the relationship between Harrison Ford and Phoebe Waller Bridge works. It really, yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah, works yeah, yeah. I, in a way. That. In a way that it that the the relationship between Shia LaBeouf and Harrison Ford did not work in the I, last film. I could even forgive the um. I could even forgive the the tuck tucks. You know what I mean? And normally I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't normally. Well, no, they, well sure, like sure. We we know you hate car chases. We, we... <laughs> but, but I was forgiving. I was forgiving. I was forgiving. Yeah, I, I, we know. We know you hate car chases. So it's so yeah. I, that so uh, that yeah. I. Um, so, but I think because it's an Indiana Jones film and because we've had three films that for all of the being of the time that they were made of the sexist stuff and the racist stuff and that for all of that, they are good adventure films. They're good romps that, you know, you can watch and you can sort of like carry on along. And because we've had those that three perfect examples of that, this one has to be merged up against those. And so for those, I think I can only give it a three. Yeah, sure. How about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If 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 it had been the train scene, if it had been the same train, this you know the train all the way through the movie, it would have got a four star. And yeah, but I'm going to give it a three because that was pretty class. That that yeah yeah yeah, it was. I mean, was 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 superb. And I I, I was I was shocked that they were pulling it off. That one scene, toes in that one thing, did it for me. That one thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm fresh so out of it. I'm, fr- I'm fresh out of it, so I'm still trying to figure that out myself. And I don't yes. know whether I don't know whether you got, but I'll tell you a weird thing though. I don't know whether you got the trailer for the new Mission Impossible film, Dead Reckoning Part One, yeah, before you watched yes. it. But I was watching the trailer and I was going, "There's a lot of beats in the trailer for Mission Impossible Part One, or Dead Reckoning Part One." That are in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I was like, oh, fight on a train, check. Bridge out, train falls off the bridge, check. <laughs> and I was going, were these films made in the same place? And it was actually quite weird because the film starts off and you have a train, you have Thomas Crashman, and you have Toby Jones in World War II. And I was like, is this Captain America? What? <laughs> happened it, it it made me think of captain america and a final thing i'll say as well in all these weird things mad mickelson mads mickelson is now and I'm, I'm sorry that sharon isn't here because sharon would love us talking about mads mickelson but i think in addition to all of his other accomplishments he's the only person i can think of that has now played an indie bad guy a bond bad guy and an mcu bad guy and he's done it very well yeah, and he's oh yeah no, Man Nicholson is brilliant in everything he does. He's absolutely brilliant in everything he does. But I think we should stop talking about Indiana Jones with the Dial of Destiny, and um, let us move on to Netflix and Friends, which is the other part of our equation. And we are going to hand over to Holly now. And Holly, we're going to tell you to let yourself free, unburden yourself about true lies. Oh, oh, oh. come on, Holly. Green 
calm, tranquil. Yes, I, I, I like to point out that we usually have a rule on this show, and we have a couple of rules. One is that you can't come and review something before you finish watching the entire series season. And spoiler alert, Holly hasn't finished watching the entire season, but I felt that this was worth it. So, yeah, Holly, and, go away. <laughs> and won't. So, premise is, as you said earlier, as Jason said earlier, that um, it's the television series version of True Lies, where the husband is a spy and the wife doesn't know, and suddenly it all becomes apparent and you've got lots of drama and excitement. And it all becomes clear and they get involved and save the day. So the first episode begins on that principle. And it's silly, but it's fun. You know, perfectly, perfectly adequate, fairly inoffensive twaddle. But that's okay because there's nothing wrong with twaddle. Then suddenly you have the wife also becoming a spy. Because of course... Because why would you not do that? The woman whose job the rest of the time is as a university lecturer suddenly also becomes a spy. And the company they work for arrange for her to get tenure because of course they do. And lo, all of these ridiculous constructs ensue where suddenly they are trying to be different people and they're utilizing whatever their cover identities are he works for a computer sales company and yeah she's this you know can go off and be a visiting lecturer and they dress up in ridiculous costumes very spy filmy and the acting is appalling the stories (laughs) are appalling it just it makes me want to bang my head into a table and i tried to watch the, the most recent episode i tried to watch Episode five, maybe? Okay. Out of how many? I'm going to have to check this. I'm also going to have to check that it was episode five because it all turned into abject misery in my head. Yep. True lies. Okay. What are you going to tell me? You keep talking. I'll check for you. Um, Yeah. So I don't know how many episodes there were. It turns out there are 13 episodes. I've seen some of them. I couldn't tell you how many because they're all kind of the same. A bit different, but kind of the same. I'm checking who the cast are. Um, oh, no, that is, because, okay, I know, I know I, this has Jinga, Ginger Gonzaga in it. Ginger Gonzaga in it for me because she was in She-Hulk. She was the best friend character in She-Hulk. And she's somebody who I'm like, oh, I hope that she gets something else to do. And I, this seems to be the other thing she got to do. And I feel like they might not have used her properly at all. <laughs> so bad. So bad. I don't really know what happens. It's, things, things happen. Stuff happens. There are car chases and helicopters and absolute complete and utter nonsense and yes the acting is bad the stories are bad everybody is suddenly a spy that you thought was just the next door neighbor no they're a spy random other person oh no they're also a spy of course they're a spy because why would they not be a spy and then at some point at some point Russell shows up and goes you know what we have some highly trained spies but what we really need is this kind of gang of guys who can drive cars really fast to come save the world yes Yes. that's what we need and really furiously (laughs) yeah I just I, I don't know what the point of it is I assume it has a point I don't know who it's meant to appeal to. What do the? <laughs> it's, I'm just looking to see. So that so the world believes that it warrants five point two. The world is an IMDb. The world is being generous. The world is being extraordinarily <laughs> generous. I don't know why you would say that that was only mediocre. Well, you know, mediocre you know, 
if it aspires to mediocrity, if it could make it to mediocrity, it would be doing really, really well. I consider that big thumbs up for it if it were just not unspeakably rubbish. Okay, I, I think at this point we should point out that um, Holly is the person who will watch anything. Holly is, <laughs> Holly is the person who I believe watched The Witcher, The Witcher Blood Origins, and thought yes. that was all right. <laughs> yes, I've also watched Ghost Shark and Avalanche Sharks, which are some of the worst films ever made. Two-headed shark. I have watched all of these, and they're bad. They're they're mitigatedly bad, and I've made it through each and every one, and thought that was bad, but I quite enjoyed it. This is bad, and I didn't enjoy it. This is bad, and I thought, why? Why have I lost any of my life to this? I am just going to stop now. I'm I'm going to save those hours. I'll go and file my nails. I'll play another game of Ten Crush on my phone. All right. I'll look out of the window at the scaffolding and feel more intellectually stimulated i think every now and then we find a film that turns one of us into sean and i think we found a thing that's turned holly into sean (laughs) 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 the rage why why did they do this why did they why did i do this to myself why did i I, I think it's funny I actually reckon that it is it is a it is a symptom or is a it is a result of the streaming wars that we're getting where you have all these people like Paramount. I mean, none of us really watch Paramount Plus. I know I know um, uh, uh, I know Sharon has watched a couple of things or reviewed a couple of things on Paramount Plus, but I don't think many of us watch Paramount Plus. But if you look at even look at a lot of their shows, they've essentially gone back and they've gone. There's all these films that we made in the 80s. And we're just going to use name recognition and remake them as TV shows. American Gigolo got one. Fatal Attraction got one. Yeah, they did a TV show of American Gigolo. They did a TV show of Fatal Attraction. They and there is there there seems to be this thing where they just keep they keep remaking things that were made as films in the eighties as TV series. And I feel like this is one of these things where people are just so Disney are going. What do we own? We own True Lies. Let's do something with that. With that, yeah, yeah. And I made it through five episodes. It turns out. Five of thirteen, and I feel that I should probably have stopped at one. You should get a you should get an award for that. All right, so I, I, so I, I should have to ask, how many stars should we give True Lies? Only because I remember we're not meant to have a zero. I'm giving it one, a grudging one. Okay, I only am... but only on the understanding that it comes with banging head into the table at the same time. So one plus self-flagellation. Okay, I, I, I have heard very, very similar things about this from other people. So that is one star, one star for, um, one star for True Funny, Lies, TV true lies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can't remember what the show is. Yeah, short, uh, yeah, yeah, Holly has eviscerated it too, way too much. All right, I am being, I am being demand, someone is demanding to have water from me. So, Sean, I'm going to hand over to you to explain and review Asteroid City for us. And I will be back um, at some point while I'm still talking. <laughs> I'm sure. So, you guys discuss Asteroid City with Anderson's latest movie. So, that is you. Yeah, it's correct. All right, cool. Bye, guys. I'll see you in a bit. Yeah, so so Asteroid City. So, we got Asteroid City, filmed film by Wes Anderson. Obviously, if, and, and if anybody likes their Wes Anderson films, Holly, do you do you like yeah. Wes Anderson films? Yeah, 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 yeah I definitely do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, I love them. I think that I think they're terrific. Um, so anyway, so the story on this one, this it starts off with like uh, it's a, like a TV play, and it starts off with uh, 
with the presenter, Brian Cranston, and he's sort of done up in the, the 1940s, 50s, stroke 50s, like TV, black and white presenter. And he goes, okay, this is the story of a fictional city called Asteroid City. Uh, and then you get um, old, old Norton, who's like the, the writer of the play, and it's a bit like that. And so he goes, so on st it's, uh, stage left, we have the motel. At stage right, we have the asteroid. And, and then you go in, so that's black and white. And then you go into this really, really sumptuous asteroid city, this play, which is like a, a place in the middle of the Arizona desert where they've obviously had atomic tests and things. And it's called Asteroid City because there's this one uh, like little small asteroid, little small asteroid that is covered up. And so basically the story is um, they got the Stargazers Convention, which is youngsters that are really, really good as scientists. Um, and so this father turns up with his son and two daughters. The car breaks down, so they get stuck there. He phones his father-in-law, who is Tom Hanks, who says he'll come and get the kid. And then there's there's different plots that go on throughout the the, the film. Who's that little thing there looking? <laughs> anyway, Matt. he wants to say that... hi. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. You all right? So anyway. The story basically it's like a, a Wes Anderson. They're very you get um, during the film you get a, a busload of elementary students turn up with their teacher. You get a, a cowboy, you get a cowboy band, country singing band that turn up as well. You get this famous actor and her daughter who turn up, and then there's like they're, they're having the convention thing. They're having a, the, the general turns up and he's having a talk. He says, "Oh, we're here this week," and then a, then an alien turns up. Of course, comes a little crap, of course, and um, and then uh, it picks up the asteroid and sort of Jeff Jeff Goldblum anyway, but it's 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 a CGI, and and he picks up the asteroid and he sort of looks gingerly and he takes it off, and then they decide that they're going to put the city in lockdown. So no one, so you've got all these characters here. You've got the cowboy band, you've got the elementary kids, you've got the actor, you've got the actress, you've got this all the stuff interspersing between them. Um, so you can imagine if you know where and what it's going to be like and then they the town's put in quarantine but it's out and loads and loads of people come up and they put like a fun fair there and stuff and all and all the time as well through it you've got it keeps flashing back to the director and the producer or but it's blooming brilliant it's lovely and sumptuous and it is it is it is a really really lovely movie oh, hello toes Hello, I think I just heard the words really, really good movie. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, I've, I was just saying that, so I've just run through them real quickly for you for like characters. Basically, found in the desert, um, Asteroid City, they've got a convention on, a young, young, young person convention. Guy turns up with, with his young son, who's really, really clever, and yep. a couple of young daughters. The car breaks down, he can't get away. A busload of elementary students turn up, an actor and a turn up, a cowboy, a cowboy band turns up like a country band. You <laughs> so real colourful characters, you know, the proper as you can imagine, Roy Rogers. Um, and well, so far so Wes Anderson. <laughs> so Wes Anderson, just totally, totally Wes Anderson. Um interspersed with with them explaining the show like this in three acts. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the alien comes down, nicks the asteroid, brings the asteroid back, they can they uh, close the city. They so quarantine the city, but it's all heard about. So all the public turn up, and there's all this stuff going on. And it's a, for me. I mean, I think some people. I heard somewhere that some people had some issues with this when they're saying, "Oh, you know, it's not not 
Wes Anderson. But I absolutely adored this film. I thought it was absolutely fabulous. Okay. So many, there were so many stars in it. I guess, what is it with Wes Anderson? Does everybody just want to work with Wes Anderson? I, I think because... he, he, yeah, Wes Anderson has built a reputation where people just want to work with him. Well, yes, it's, yeah. it's built. It's built a reputation because, and I and I was I heard a, an interview with I think it was an interview with the Empire podcast, and there was um, Jeffrey Wright, Brian Cranston, and Adrian Brody, who are all in the film. Yeah, and they yeah, were talking yeah. about, and they were talking about how off off screen people have so much fun on a Wes Anderson project that they just want to be right. part of it. They just want to be yeah. part of it. So, so yeah, I think I think he must he must do that. But also, I think it's the fact that. You have to be. You have to be honest that there is nothing. Whether you like him or hate him, there is nothing like a Wes Anderson film. When you there's like you look at all. I remember watching Rushmore. I remember watching Rushmore. Nineteen ninety eight. It must have been. I was in Canada, and it had just come out, so it hadn't even come to the UK yet. It was. It was in Canada, and my cousins were watching. And they're like, "Oh my god, you gotta watch this! It's so great! It's so great! It's this new thing." It was his like. Uh, I think that was his first film, and. Uh, was Bottle Rocker before that? Okay, never mind. But uh, but it was one of his early films, and I remember watching it and just thinking, I don't get this. I don't see why. It's, <laughs> I don't see why everybody's on about it. And it, and it wasn't until probably Grand Budapest Hotel, I because I think Grand Budapest Hotel is his best film. Yeah, because, everybody, everybody think that is the best. Yeah, because because I feel like it has the Wes Anderson stuff about it, but it has the emotion, it has the story, it has the sort of poignancy. And I was like, "Oh my God, he's 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 distilled everything. It's become this whole thing." But and, and w- because Asteroid City it sounded like it was Wes Anderson does an alien movie, so so like, but like, but like a sort of nineteen sixties alien movie with the Wes Anderson trapping like colors and every and I was yeah, and it's it, fabulous colors, but also juxtaposition with like because you've got Edward Norton who's the writer of the play because it's supposed yeah. to be like a fifties or sixties TV show, and yeah. Brian Cranston. I thought was Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face, <laughs> but not Two-Face. Anyway, but he played it so deadpan. He was like the TV, proper TV presenter, you know, 1950 suits with the sort of yeah, fairly yeah, 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 yeah. trousers. And he says, okay, so our present, our, and, that, and that sort of in black and white goes, our presentation tonight is going to be, and then it talks, stage left will be the motel, blah, stage right. And so, yeah, um, yeah okay. it's... it's I'm oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Sean, but I'm going to get out of the way so you guys can see what I'm dealing with now. Look at that. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, sweetheart. For the, like- those listening, my daughter has just come into the Zoom thing behind me and has taken up one of my boxes from my bookshelf and has just put herself in it and has decided that that, that, is, that is probably her boat because that's what she mm. calls whenever she gets into a book. It's her boat. So yeah, so she she wants to show it off. So I thought she show it off for Uncle Sean and for Auntie Holly. But, mm-hmm. but anyway, so I love my love. So I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this film four stars. I did really really enjoy it. I did really 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 enjoy it. I thought it had a lot going for it, and I sat there and I thought because oh I forgot to tell you I actually you know like we don't get them in the Isle of Wight films on the Isle of Wight when it was released it wasn't released and it's probably nothing to do with it at all but I actually one the only time I've done it ever I think is I emailed Cineworld and says what is going on why haven't we got Asteroid City you've, you've put the display in the thing we've seen the trailers we've seen it on the buses you have not got Asteroid City it was released last week it's showing at Bournemouth it's showing at Chichester it's showing in Blimin. yeah 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 yeah. it's like don't, don't show a poster if you're not going to show the film 
and then it turned up. So I don't know. I probably had nothing to do with it whatsoever, but I like to think that perhaps. Sure, sure. I told you it's, it's about the pull. It's about the pull that you have. That That's that's the kind of cachet <laughs> you have thanks. now with the album. They're like, oh my God, Sean Harris, don't annoy him. <laughs> so I, I told you that. Okay, so so how many stars did you give Asteroid City? Four stars. Four. four. Ooh, four stars for Asteroid City. All right, cool. And now we go back to Netflix and Friends and various streaming platforms. And I'm going to talk about a film called Duo. And I mentioned earlier about how when you say duo, like if, if someone's, people are saying, are you saying duo or are you saying duel? And I think that this is done on purpose in this film. It's done on purpose in this film because, like, you know, there's a dual meaning to duo, so to say. Because this film has stars Karen Gillan, and it's in a world in which you can, what happens is if you are, if you have a terminal illness, you can get a clone. You can get a clone that looks exactly like you. And you can train the clone to do everything that you do so that when you die, the clone takes over from you and then your your loved ones are, exp- are spared the the um, pain of you dying because they won't even realize you've died. They'll just, they'll, they won't even realize you've died. They'll just see that as far as they're concerned, you just continue carrying on because you've played, you've gotten a clone made that sort of replaces you. Kemi, it's okay. Okay, don't worry. We'll look after it. I'll kiss it better in a second. And so Karen, so Karen Gillan stars this woman who takes this up because she finds out that she has cancer finds that she has cancer and uh, she has a boyfriend she has a mom she's like an only child so she, she gets the clone she starts training the clone up to take up take over her place and then she realizes that she gets told that her cancer is in remission and so because the cancer is in remission that means that she's like okay cool i don't need the clone anymore but the clone is now here and the clone wants to stay and the wrinkle is her family prefer her clone to her <laughs> so you fixed it. Oh, well done, Kevi. Well done. Can you take it back to the bookshelf? Thank you. Thank you. So the, the, the thing is that her family prefer her clone to her. And the, the law is if a clone wants to stay around, there has to be a duel. So a duel between the clone and the original person to the death. And whoever wins gets to live. <laughs> wow. So, so it, it's at, at short. I think this is one of those films where I think the guy who made this film is kind of like he's not Wes Anderson, but you know how people talk about a Wes Anderson film. He has a yeah. very particular way of making his films, where everybody speaks in this really, really deadpan way, and there isn't much emotion in it or anything like that. And you have this absurd situation where her boyfriend thinks her clone is better, her mum thinks her clone is better, oh, <laughs> and wants no. to keep them. Yeah, so. But the but they and they have this whole world. But the fact is that as long as she's the clone is around, before the duel, she has to pay for the clone. So she has to pay for the clone. She has to keep the clone's upkeep, pay for the rent, pay for the food, all that kind of stuff. So she and then they give them a date and they say this is the date that your duel is going to be on. So she has to go into training and she goes into training and she gets trained by a, a character played by Aaron Paul. Thank you. She gets played by a character called, played by Aaron Paul and and. And he's like, he trains people on how to do this fight. And he's like, okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to take your thing out. Remember that they're just like you at all. And a lot of the film becomes her training. But training in this very, very, it's kind of like, it's it's kind of, it's almost as if Wes Anderson did a Rocky montage of training. It's very deadpan. It's very kind of like, oh, it's it's kind of like, are we actually going to do this or not? And then there becomes a bit where her, her clone and her, started developing a relationship and every and it just it's and to say anything else would be to give a spoiler as to actually what happens but the film builds towards this duel that these two people are going to have whether it's between the clone and the original to see who's going to hang around 
and it is it is weird it is weird but it is if if they if the synopsis of the film or the basic idea of the film tickles you you are probably gonna like this film <laughs> that's what i'll say if, the, if the, you're probably gonna like this film it's on sky cinema and it's and it ends in a very kind of like ooh ah probably I'll say existential place, but I think I, I actually quite enjoyed it. I thought it was quite, I quite enjoyed it, but at the same time as I was enjoying it, I was thinking some people are not going to like this. This is not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but it's, uh, I think there's enough in it to make it enough people's cup of tea. So all in all, I would give Duel, uh, I, I think it, it sneaks into a four. Duel sneaks wow. into a, it, it sneaks into a four for me because I actually quite enjoyed it, even though it was very, very, um, it's very, very mannered. Is it like that? Any any similarities between? I think it was called. There was that Michael Keaton film, wasn't there? Was it called Duplicity? Multiplicity. Multiplicity. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it it's it's no, it isn't. Yeah, oh, I mean, okay. the, it it has a central thing of there being a clones. I think in that one is the guy who he decides that he, if he clones himself, he can get more time because he can have a clone that does this, a clone that goes for dates on his wife, a clone that goes to work, a clone, <laughs> and he and so that he can. And, but this is different. This is just like she's trying to. She's trying to relieve her family the, the the stress of her not being there, and then she realizes that the family didn't particularly like her anyway. In her life, didn't particularly like her anyway, and they prefer the clone. So it's so yeah. I would give I would give Duel a four out of five on Sky Cinema. I'll say go see it. And now we go over back over to cinema, and it's me again. It's me again with a film called No Hard Feelings. Um, no Hard Feelings. This is Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence doing a I mean, the synopsis of this of this sounds very much like. You, do you remember the time? Around by the time when Super Bad and Knocked Up and all these Seth Rogen comedies were getting made, things like Pineapple Express and all. That. This is this sounds like sounds like Jennifer Lawrence doing one of those films. So essentially, what the the idea behind this film is that you have Jennifer Lawrence and you meet her, and she she lives in uh, sort of like upstate New York. So one of these towns, like on the one of these towns on the coast where people from New York go and have like holiday homes and everything. And she's been there since she was a kid. But because all these people keep coming in and buying holiday homes, she's been priced out. She's been priced out of where she's living. And she's an Uber driver. That's how she makes ends meet. But they, like her, her council tax is going up because of all these rich people moving in. She can't pay the council tax. And because she can't pay her council tax, they come and repossess a car and they take a car away from her. She's like, how am I supposed to make money to pay the thing if I don't have a car to earn money to pay the thing? And she, she goes on Craigslist and on Craigslist, she sees an advert for some parents who are advertising that they're looking for a, they're looking for a lovely young woman to date their son. <laughs> They look for, look, and it turns out that there's it's paid it's paid by yeah sorry Sean, can I ask what's what is Craigslist? I've heard before. I, I've got no idea what it is. I've Cra- heard about Craigslist, that. or I think some people call it Craigslist because it's American. So it's right. kind of like um, you know when you have like the classified ads in old newspapers. Yes, yes. Craigslist is essentially like an online version of that. So oh, people right. people put all sorts of stuff on there, looking for a partner, looking for this, looking for somebody to kill. Looking for someone who will let me watch TV with them. Looking for somebody <laughs> for sexual favors. All like that, that, so it's right. because the internet is... So on Craigslist, she finds these people who are offering... Because she's looking for a car. They're saying they're looking for someone to date the, the young son yes. who's about to go up to university. And it turns out it's Matthew Broderick. And oh, I cannot remember the woman's name. She was in Supergirl. She, was, she plays Melania Trump on Late Show with Stephen Colbert. 
And each time I see her, I'm like, oh, I've got to, I know her from somewhere. I've got to, I've got to get her name. But I can't remember her name. But they play this helicopter parents of this 18-year-old kid who's about to go off to Stanford, I believe it is. He's about to go off to Stanford. But he is 18 years old. He's been sheltered his whole life. Doesn't really have any friends. Doesn't really do anything out of the house. And they think to really break this child out of his, sh- out of his shell, what we need is for somebody to date him and have sex with him. And then when he has sex, that's going to be it. He's going to be released. He's going to be a new man. And then we can send him off into the world and we can be happy as parents that we've done the right thing. And they say that they will give her a car. They'll, yeah, they'll give her a car for this. Sure, Holly, you found her name. Yes, Laura Benanti. That's it, Laura Benanti. Laura Benanti, she's big on, she's big on Broadway. She hasn't done as much stuff on screen, but each time I see her, I'm like, I know her from somewhere. And it's from Play Melania Thump on The Late Show with, with uh, Stephen Colbert. And so, so they, and so the, what they, and they, they say, okay, he can't know about this. He can't know that we are doing this because if he knows that we're doing it, it's just going to defeat the whole object. So the whole film is Jennifer Lawrence, who is 32, and in the film, the character is 32, trying to seduce an 18-year-old and have sex with him because then she will get a car. <laughs> that is the plot of this film. And there is... An, obviously, if you swap the genders of these people around, this would be a very, very icky film. Right. <laughs> Even the even the, it would be a very icky film, and they sort of acknowledge that in the film. They acknowledge that oh yeah, it's a bit of an icky thing, but it but for me it's very much like in the in the in the vein of those early sort of like comedies like Knocked Up and everything like that. Because I, I keep coming back to Knocked Up because Knocked Up I thought was a film that had a very lewd kind of base one frat boy premise, mm. but managed to actually have some bit of heart in it by the end of it. And with this, I don't want to sort of try and talk about the jokes or talk about anything like that, but this does a very similar thing. Where what what happens? I feel like I feel like what happens in this film, Kenny, Kenny. Quiet, quiet, quiet voice. No, no, I, I said I said quiet voice. What bit of quiet voice do you not understand? <laughs> All of it. All of it, Daddy. Okay. Okay, so and um and I would give this one three out of five. Okay, I think I would. Have, I think I would have to pull it, pull up there and say, I'll, I'll give it, Kenny. I'll give it three out of five. It ends up, it ends up having quite a bit of. I think it ends up having quite a bit of heart. The relationship between the between the kid and Jennifer Lawrence ends up being kind of touching. But I think it has all the touch points and all the things that you would expect to happen happen in this film. So it's. Uh, it's good. It's a good time. Kemi, Kemi, quiet. It's not. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. But it's a three out of five. And now I'm gonna. I'm gonna mute myself now. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna mute myself and I'm gonna let Sean tell us about how sleep the brave. Okay. Okay. So how sleep the brave? Okay. So. Basically, this is, I've been, recently I've been watching lots of YouTube because there's so much good stuff on YouTube. It's almost like you can go down a rabbit hole. And so a lot of documentaries, a lot of war stories. Now, and I found this Vietnam War film, which I saw uh, about 1982, it must have been. And it was on a VHS cassette and it was pre-cert video nasty. So it is, and um, yeah. So pre-cert, but and this is the this is the one they've got on on YouTube. I mean, there's some 
they they renamed it. They renamed it something else. I think it was also known as Once Upon a Time in Vietnam and also known as Combat Zone, but it was heavily cut, heavily censored because this 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 basically it's a story about a uh, an infantry platoon that goes out on search and destroy missions and it's it's the, the funny thing is it's filmed in the english countryside i think it must be somewhere in berkshire so the actual jungle scenes have got like british ferns and it's all it all takes place in um in england but even though it's supposed to be vietnam but the the equipment's great the equipment's great the the weapons are uh, pucker they're okay and it's just basically a shoot shoot em up film it's just basically uh the, the this members of this platoon getting killed out on a mission and I mean it's very very bloody very very bloody um I mean like we're talking like shooting hands off people and you know people being disemboweled and it's, it's pretty nasty stuff um which was all cut out after the 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 video nasty era and it's not that nasty don't get me wrong it's not it's not I mean I, there was a lot of these things come out like Vietnam stuff like uh, apocalypse stuff and stuff like that which was really bad but this is just really a combat this is pre-platoon this is pre-platoon um and i think a lot of the later vietnam films probably take a lot of their 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 beats from there so that uh, funny enough this is i don't do this very often but i actually looked on imdb to see what the other ratings were of people so this is what goes brutal honesty of the realities of the vietnam war 10 out of 10 for me we uh as an 8 out of 10 um an 8 out of 10 uh, a what was that? It doesn't say in that one, but anyway, these these must all be people that saw it. And I've I've watched this film multiple times. I watched this film multiple times on VHS, and it's just it's just terrific. It's swearing is swearing is unbelievable. And I suppose being being a young person at that time watching all these Vietnam films, I used to love all the swearing. All that, you know, I mean, and we're talking, you know, the mother blah blah blah. In fact, there's even one, but he goes. Someone says, you guys should listen to yourself. You're nothing but a bunch of foul mouth. And you go, and then you can imagine what happens there. And yeah. I think with all these films, I like these, these films where you've got a, a, a bunch of blokes, a bunch of soldiers, a bunch of cowboys. These are my sort of films, you know, and it's all about the interaction between them and, you know, the superstitions and, and how they are. And some, some people really, really like other people and they all sort of bond together. For me... I think a lot of my favourite movies, Wild Bunch, Major Dundee, Bridget Remark, they're all films where you've got a bunch of blokes that are in a situation where it's like something that's really, really happening tense. Some of them pass by the way, you know, the arguments all so, 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 Sean, you're saying your favourite films are usually about a bunch of blokes who share a brotherhood. Yeah, who share a brotherhood, who, yeah. Who, who, who share, who I, share a brotherhood? As you go through it and... You know, yeah, because I mean, it's all the interaction as well. Do you know what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love action. I like nothing better than sitting around with a bunch of blokes and chatting and swearing and, and uh, you know, that sort of thing. But this is, this is much the same, but it's very, very intense. It's very, very bloody. There's a lot of combat in it. Um, for me, from all the, the docu- all the documentaries I've watched about the Vietnam War and the battles and all that, this is how... I could imagine it being really, really quite nasty, you know, from both sides. Um, and there's some nasty things that happen in it. And it's very foul mouth. And I think it was heavily censored after. But... 
Okay, no, but Sean, what I was saying is like you like a f you like films that are a bunch of about a bunch of guys sharing a brotherhood, becoming a family, if you will. Yes, yes, yes. And yet, you're trying to tell me you don't like the Fast and Furious movies. You're trying to tell me that yet you don't like the Fast and Furious movies. I call foul. I call foul. <laughs> but they, there's there's girls in that anyway. They've got girls in the team as well, so it's not a bunch of blokes, is it? It's mainly blokes, but there are a few females in there. Uh, so, Sean, so I, I think I think that's the wrong argument to be making about the Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> <laughs> too no. many girls, that's the problem. It's what they've always said. Too many girls in the Fast and Furious films. Yeah, well, when they do their slow mo bits, it's all about it's all about family. It's all about family. Um, yeah, I can't, yeah. I mean, but this the 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 films I'm talking about is where there are intense scenes of mainly combat and like so the highs and the lows. So I mean. When you read accounts of, of, of soldiers that have been in battle and the adrenaline and all the pump and then, you know, the, the, the sort of the come down from it, as you will, um, and, and the lead up to it. So, but this is, it's got lots of, lots, lots of action in it. It's really fighting all the way through. They burn the villages, they shoot the people, some of them get killed. Um, they got a really hard ass uh, captain. Um, I could, this is, I could quote this film. This is one of the films that I could, there's certain films that I probably know all the dialogue. Um, this would be one of them, but it's most of the every third word is a swear word. So <laughs> I can't really mention it. But yeah, no, I love this film. It's 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 not a particularly good quality, um, and there's a really good song in it as well that, that I've tried to get. So yeah, but the the quality of it is not the best. So, so, so video, but, but it's the quality might not be the best, but the they they had something apparently. Yeah, they, they, I think this is it's sort of where platoon all those other ones sort of. There. You know what? You know what it is, right, George? This this film, uh, it, as much, and this might have something to do with the fact that I'm pretty sure you and Quentin Tarantino have the same brain. But yeah, it sounds yeah. to me like the kind of film that Quentin Tarantino would be like, would be like, oh yeah, and he would rave about it, but oh, this is brilliant, everything like that. It was great, oh yeah, no, it's, it's so good, it's so good. I mean, I mean, it's all in the English countryside, but but it's, it's amazing, it's amazing. <laughs> it sounds to me like the kind of film that you that you would be that he would talk about that because I still want to see you and Quentin Tarantino sit and have a chat because I figure yeah. that you guys would just sort of like rave about the same things and we would, and all of us like Holly, myself, Sharon, we'll all just leave and we'll come back two hours later and you'll still be there. <laughs> Talking about all the same things you loved when you were kids, <laughs> but, but all right. So, how many stars for? Um, okay, House of the well, Brave? I, I would give it a four, but the quality's not that good. So, I think it must have been taken off a VHS copy because there's one bit where you know, like the old screen, you go through it. There's, there's, there's oh, yeah, so yeah, 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 it's, yeah, yeah. it's not the it's where the tracking goes a bit. So, it's not the best quality film, but it is highly charged, a lot of action, and very quotable and yeah i really really like it so i'd have to give it a four star but if if we're saying quality probably the, the grainy quality vhs quality but it's pre-certificate so it's pretty damn good so four right. stars four stars okay four stars for house leave the brave all right cool and now all that is left to say is to figure out is to ask who do you think has won this week oh. who do you guys think do you think it's been a netflix week or do you think it's been a cinema week i've got a feeling it's really really close I think it's going to be cinema because my absolute loathing of true lies. Oh, one. Yeah, the one. We'll have knocked it down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cinema wins. 
Yeah, so so if they hadn't spent the time and effort making such a bad series, then it could have been <laughs> on But I'm afraid it's just ruined everything for everyone. If you can't have, and if you can't make good things, then you can't have nice things. Just okay. saying. Okay, so what we have here, we have, I can let you know that it's actually, it's closer than you might think. There's only point three in it. What? There's there's point three of a star in it and yes the winner is this week is cinema by point three of a star because even though true lies true lies would have should have should have just so sort of like that that should have been it that should have been it but we had force the rest of the stuff on netflix and friends was force this week and the yeah and the stuff that we had on cinema we had two threes and a four so yeah, so yeah, uh, true lies, true, true lies tried, and the rest of the the rest of Netflix and friends trying to bring you back, but hey, never mind. Yeah. So I think, true I lies think ruining, ruining things for everyone, ruining things for everyone. So I think that that is everything for next week. Until next week, on when we shall be seeing. Well, I know I'm going to be watching Elemental. Elemental is my film that have I have on my dock to see. Which I know Sharon is not going to see, so at least I'm going to watch it because it's the next Pixar. Pixar, great. Oh so, right, okay. Are you going yeah. to take thing to see that teenage Kraken or thing, whatever? I mean, I won't see it, but oh, Ruby, Ruby Gilman, teenage Kraken. No, yeah, no, no, I'm not taking Kevin to see that. That that is that is, that is scary. A... Then no, it just looks nope. rubbish. Oh, it does look rubbish. It does look <laughs> rubbish. Yeah, I was going to say it does look rubbish. Just, just, it, right, just, it looks rubbish. It just looks rubbish. It just. I mean, I don't think. There was a trailer with like the fire and the water and yeah, all that the stuff. fire and the water. They yeah, have a yeah, city, oh, element oh city where the four the four elements live in there. So you have fire, water, wind, and earth. And okay, yeah, and that the... does sound really rubbish. The what? That does sound quite rubbish. No, 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 no. That's the good one. Oh, is that the, the good one? That sounds quite rubbish. No, no, no. That, that's the good one because it, it's kind of like it's Pixar doing the whole thing, like where you have this element and the, the, there's you have a city. And you have these four different elements that live in the city. So there's people, there's the fire people, the water people, the wind, the wind people, and the earth people. Okay. And there's a whole thing about elements don't mix. And so the whole idea is that the elements can't mix. And then it becomes like this thing where there's a fire girl and a water guy, and they are mostly must be having a budding romance on how like different prejudices stop. Them. So essentially, it's Pixar being all like you know, uh, what's the word metaphorical? Yep, <laughs> about things and stuff. So- kind of making me think of Divergent. Heck no! No! <laughs> so no! Heck no! Uh, <laughs> Dive- ah, no! Oh, you've just ruined my evening. But anyway, I did say I did. I, I did say when we're talking about the um about Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones. I mean, I mean, if you listen to this, you I'm not sure whether you've heard my review of No Hard Feelings because there was a screaming child who was who wanted to give her own review as well. And uh, but this that screaming child did go see Indiana Jones and uh, the Dial of Destiny with me. Didn't scream through the film, which I'm very very thankful for. And um, I was talking about uh, you know you know how the films are made of their time. And in yeah. this in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, there is one black character. There is one black character. It's a black woman. So it's the '60s. She shows up. She has an afro and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I yeah. thought that actually quite funny. Going back to that film, I thought she was going to have more of a part to play than that. To be honest with you. And okay, and this might tell you how things, how what, what, how different life experiences shape different things. Because I was surprised she had that bigger part to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, yes. I was, I was surprised she had that there bigger part. Of, 
Yeah, so so and um and it's okay, I'm just trying to find her name, Destiny Cast. I know it's a it's a double barrel thing. Yes, Seanette Renee Wilson. And so she shows up on screen and my, my, my daughter's been watching this film and she's just been going, hmm <laughs> bearing in mind that my daughter is a black girl. And so she's just watching and going, yeah, 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 Harrison Ford, yeah, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, yeah, Matt Mickelson, yeah, Tony Brothers, yeah, Toby Jones, whatever. The second Seanette Rennie Wilson shows up on screen, my daughter goes, oh, and points at the screen and goes, who's that? <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, maybe there is something to this representation thing. Maybe there is something to this. There have been four films, and I can't really remember one black character. And then all of a sudden you have one black character, straight away, a two-and-a-half-year-old points at the screen and goes, Who's that? <laughs> so I just thought I'll share that. I, I, that that's the final thing I want to say about Indiana Jones. Um, I just say, well done for getting a little bit more diversity in the cast. <laughs> but that's not that hard. It, is, it really isn't. It really, really isn't. But it, Oh, and, oh, okay, Sean, one thing before we go. There was a character in this film who I can only describe as comically big. Do you remember one of the henchmen? One of the hoods. One of the yeah, one, one of the of, hoods. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was comically huge. It like, was, yeah, ridiculously. It com- ridiculously huge. And I have to go away and find out if that's actually a real person or if <laughs> if this are actually his dimensions or if they had CG'd somebody to because if it's he a real person. Funny. What? He was huge. He was. He was I know was, exactly the one you're talking about. It was comically huge. Yeah. Like, 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 like. I'm looking at him, and I, and just in case he's a real person, I don't want to say things that would sort of like you know, I don't know, big shame him or size shame him or anything like that. But I was looking at him going, those dimensions don't work. I don't think those dimensions. And, and I was watching this thing come, and I was like, I think this has been CG to make this guy look bigger. Yeah. Just because, the, I, but I'm looking at him and he's a guy called Olivier Richters, and I'm looking at a picture of him, just like a headshot, and he's big. Yeah, <laughs> he's big. Um, yeah, he's huge. It might not be. He, oh, he's seven foot two inches. Oh, he is then. He is. Yeah. He, he would be. He, oh yeah, he, he's seven foot two inches, but I still feel like they bumped him up a bit in the film because something about the. But anyway, never mind, never mind. Never. On mind. that note, I'm going to say thank you very much. See you guys next week. I will go see Elemental, and until that time, it's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. Thank you so much for listening this far. Find us online. Find us on Twitter. Find us on maybe. I think we're going to start on Threads as well. Find us on Threads. Yeah, <laughs> so, I literally oh, wow. just just set myself up a Threads account as we've been speaking. Oh my yeah. God. Find us on Threads, Netflix vs Cinema, and um, yeah, and on YouTube, of course, Netflix vs Cinema. Tell us what you thought about the films we spoke about, and tell us where you thought we are talking out of our rear ends or or something. Man, he's huge. But, <laughs> until then, see you guys. Bye. See, see you later, Toast. Bye, mate. Take care, yeah. guys. Yeah. Bye.